Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. This past weekend was the Tri-State Beast and Ultra Weekend. It was super fun. I got to talk to some of the listeners out there. Appreciate y'all coming up to me and saying, hey, what's up? Uh, On this interview, I interview Kate Gelino, and uh, she talks to us about how she jumped from a sprint to an ultra. She's only done two races. She's done a stadium sprint And then she decided to do an ultra. That's freaking amazing. This is a pretty cool interview. I hope y'all enjoy it. Hey, what's up, everybody? I got Kate Gelino on the phone with me today. How are you doing, Kate? I'm doing well, Scott. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So, uh, Kate, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I am a police officer turned amateur OCR athlete who uh, has now officially done two races. <laughs> Started with a Spartan Sprint back in November of last year and then just completed the Spartan Ultra in New Jersey this past weekend. And, 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 you're, and you're from Connecticut, correct? Yes, I am. Yep, I live in Connecticut. Okay. So um, tell us, how did you get started in, into OCR? Sure. So, um... Last February, so about a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, a friend of mine said, hey, my wife wants to do this Spartan thing at Fenway Park. And so we got a group of like five or six police officers together, and we formed a team, and we were going to run it. It ended up only being three of us <laughs> at the, huh. when it actually came to the race. Um, but I said, all right, I can, I can do a sprint. I've been a runner my whole life. Um, I, I can pick up a few things and put them down and kind of lifted weights and always been an athlete, but I've never done an obstacle course race, but I liked climbing trees when I was a kid. We could do this. So the day comes and we get there and I guess it only three of us show up and uh, we get to the starting line. They say a rue and I kind of blast away from everyone. We were running an open heat and I came out six in my age group. Oh, wow. And I said, wow, I, uh, I, I, I kind of like this. Right. Well, 20 minutes later, all my friends come come up to me. And they're like, where'd you go? And I'm like, I just, I think I found my calling, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> so you've always been into fitness and running and everything, so that wasn't hard to pick up then, right? It kind of was, though, because I fell out of it. I have two kids. I have a nine-year-old and I have a six-year-old. Yeah. So I kind of fell out of it. I gained, like, 40 pounds um, after I had lost all, like, the pregnancy weight. Right, and it was, this is kind of my let's get back into shape motivation. This this one little sprint, and you know, a stadium sprint at that. Um, so I lost the weight. I got a little bit back in shape. By no means was I in great physical shape for the sprint, but it kind of forced me to re, re reevaluate where I am and 
it motivated me to do something bigger. And I had originally signed up only to do the Beast in New Jersey. <laughs> but then I found a group of people who were training for the Ultra. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I could do that. No problem. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. What was the, the defining moment that, you know, because you did a sprint. And the, your sprint right. you did was last year, right? Right. So what made November. you decide to jump from a sprint to an Ultra? <laughs> Well, so like I said, I signed up for the Beast originally, and it was just a matter of saying, I will, I looked at the schedule, and I said, I want to get a trifecta this year. That was my only goal. I was going to do three races, get a trifecta, and I said, well, the closest thing to me coming up first was the Beast. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. But I didn't know how to train for it. I didn't really have any idea of how to train for it. I'd never trained for an OCR before. (laughs) So I actually, what I did is I went on Instagram and then I started looking at the hashtags for uh, Iceland right. and trying to find people who did Iceland who live near me. And then um, I met um, my now my good friend Tim Warner, who uh, he's uh, Oracle OCR on Instagram. He, I met him and I said, hey, can I train with you? You just did Iceland. Like, that's pretty cool. You clearly know what you're doing. Do you mind if I train with you? Huh. He's like, yeah, no, sure. We do these training runs every Saturday. Come on, join with us. There's like six or seven of us. Well, that was really cool of him. You probably just advertised for him to just take on a bunch of more people training. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he's going he's gonna to be like, what did you do? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I needed someone to kind of guide me because I had no idea what I was doing. Right. But, like I said, I started, you know, I started running with these seven people who we're all training for an ultra and i'm like well i signed up for the beast and they're like why and i'm like i don't know because i didn't think i could do even that and they're like well we're doing the ultra and i'm like i guess i'll sign up for the ultra oh man (laughs) so i kind of just that was my leap like training with people who were already going signed up for the ultra and i guess i said i guess i just got to do it so besides just, you know, like just pouring on running and all, what what did y'all do specifically to train for it? Well, with them, I only ran. Um, I had been do- using just my own weightlifting programs that I kind of yeah. created and kind of went through like bodybuilding.com um, and going through there and, and just building my strength that way. And it worked. I mean, I, I was okay, but... I, you know, I got to the ultra and I did 210 burpees. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it, was, it wasn't pretty, <laughs> but I mean, so how many miles were you running with this group a week to prepare? Um, we would do just a long run on Sunday, on Saturday, sorry. And so we kind of built up to about 20 miles in, a, in one session and then we tapered back down. Right. But then during the week, I would do my own running. So I'm also doing that 1,000-mile challenge Yes. for the year. So I have, I mean, I'm up to a little over 400 miles for the year. So I was making sure that I had was putting on miles just when I could right. out in the trails, out in the snow. I mean, we had a long winter here in Connecticut. Amazing. So I was out in the snow a lot. Yeah, it got cold here in South Georgia, too. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Like what, 50? <laughs> we had a couple of days where it got into the 20s, thank you. Oh, that's not, that's not pretty. I'm looking to retire down there. Don't tell me these things. Hey, we had snow down here a couple of times, but it didn't stick. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, we sure did. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. 
but that was like rare. Like we haven't had any snow in like probably a couple of years. So you're still safe. Right. Oh, good. Because I'm <laughs> done with the winter. <laughs> this, I mean, I was done a couple of years ago, but this winter I was like, all right, enough. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. <laughs> okay. So when you come to the venue and mm-hmm. you just happen to see, okay, Here's the starting corral, and it's on an incline. You know what? What did you think when you walked in and just and just saw where you were about to run your race? I was elated. I was like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> like all everyone I knew was like subdued and like, all right, here we go. And I'm like jumping up and down. I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> You know, 20 miles later, I did not have the same enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. I think everybody's enthusiasm dropped off after 20. <laughs> I think mine dropped off at, like, 13. Oh, that, my, actually, mine dropped off around mile five. I cramped up really bad at oh, that no. big overwall. Oh, yes. Right, right before the rolling mud, and I, I don't, I've never cramped like that in my entire life. Was it a calf cramp? Oh. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> So, well, once I got over that, it kind of came back, and my motivation was there again. Yeah, so so when you come out of the starting gate, like, mm-hmm. what was your feeling after about maybe, like, the first mile or coming up those first few climbs that were really mm-hmm. steep? I mean, what were your thoughts at that point? Um, I kind of felt like I knew what I was getting into because I knew it was at a mountain. I knew it was a ski mountain, so I kind of figured they were going to send us up high at the beginning. Right. So I just kind of took it slow at the beginning and said, I will make up time on the downhills and I'll make up time on the flats because I can run. Right. That's the one thing I'm actually pretty decent at. So uh, have you um, been practicing like any kind of like incline running or running hills? Is it hilly in Connecticut? It's very hilly in Connecticut, but what, we have um, a state park called Sleeping Giant that it, the trails there are really good and it has a really good variation between you know elevation gain and it's, it's not crazy high but it's enough that you can vary your workouts between rolling hills and then the steep climbs like that so i had trained so much on that that i was i was prepared for that i knew to, to save my energy going on the uphills right so when you said you cramped at that first tall wall i think that was what a six mm-hmm. or six or seven foot wall so wh- what did you do when when that happened <laughs> Because of the cramp, it took me three times to get over, which has never happened. Usually I hit walls and just get over them, no problem. Right. So it took me three times, and I get over, and I kind of stretch for a second, and I felt okay, and then I get down the hill to, into the water, and the minute I hit the water, I seized up again, and I almost Ooh. flat face first into the water. <laughs> um, <laughs> I came up, and I t- kind of took my breath. I, I grabbed some salt out of my bag and chewed those down real quick, and... and just kept pushing. I thought, you know, it's, we're, this is too early. I got to keep, got to keep going. So you probably got a good dunk wall picture right there, then, huh? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I don't see any pictures out of the dunk wall. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw plenty of water crossing and monkey bars, and I looked ridiculous in all of them. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I you know what? I don't even wait. I'm I'm mistaken. You're right. It was a water crossing. I don't think they were taking pictures at the Dunkwall this year. No. Well, it's funny because I saw a photographer not the first lap. Second lap, I remember seeing a photographer out of the dunk wall. Yeah. But I was just like, ah, I look like a haggard mess. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I wasn't there for the pictures. Yeah, that's true. 
that's true. That was the last thing I was worried about. Like, uh, I remember one one girl walked by me. She's like, she's like, did you smile for the camera? And I'm like, what camera? Yeah, what camera? <laughs> Well, most of the time, like every time you see a timing mat, there's usually a camera nearby. Camera, right. <laughs> I just wasn't even, and it's funny because a lot of people are like, well, 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 we just crossed the timing mat. And I'm like, yep, still not even paying attention to that. Like, I know I should be, but I was like, I was just so focused on moving instead of every little thing around me. Yep, that's the way you do it. I got to go. I don't have time for this. <laughs> right, right. And I slowed down bad the second lap. Oh, is, shoot, is I did too. Fault. I did too. I had yeah. no uphill running on the second lap. Me either. I was done. Like, I had no downhill running. I, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, my, whole I, body, like, my first lap took me five and a half hours. The second lap, which was shorter, took me six. Yep. That's that's the way it goes, man. I mean, you use your juice on. The, I mean, I use my juice on the first lap. I don't know if there's some oh, people yeah. out there because I want to know how much I can Cadillac on the second lap to get right. the time that I want. Which I only had one speed on the second lap. I was doing the best I could on the downhills and jogging the flats. I, the downhills were starting to hurt my hip flexors pretty bad, but I'll take that over hurting my IT bands any day. Exactly, and the amount of people that were just dropping left and right because IT band issues. I was like, yeah. I'm so so grateful that I don't have that. I right was now. I was on some of the steeper, longer inclines. I actually was already I was like walking backwards and and running backwards mm-hmm. just to prevent it from loading up my IT bands. I did the exact same thing. I said, yeah. you know what, I, I got a chance now to do this. I will. Chuck it didn't fall on my face, but. Yeah, that downhill coming to the dunk wall the second time, that was rough for me. That was rough. It was very rough. It's You know, the downhill didn't seem so bad, but they were slick in spots where they weren't slick. Yes. The the gravel was just so loose. You're like, I'm going to topple over. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, speaking of toppling over, what did you think about the ultra loop section? hated it but loved it all at the same time man like, that was like they literally just pulled the tape through there to keep yeah. you on a path because there was nothing cut or nothing it was no. it was pretty extreme it was bad and like i spent so much time looking at my feet where my feet were going that i i got hit in the face so many times with branches and yeah. twigs and stuff but i mean there were people going down left and right in there too yeah there was um, i did one girl at mile 10 she went down so hard and she could not get up she she busted her ankle bad wow i felt horrible we there's three of us were like all right somebody's got her let's go get medical because she wasn't she wasn't getting up wow i know and you would be like okay that's a good rock and you would step on it and it would if it had any kind of angle to it your foot would just slide right out from slide it. Yeah. I know I fell on like four jagged rocks one time and I just kind of laid there for about a minute before I got mm-hmm. up because it hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, and every time you think you're good, there's someone in front of you or someone right behind you that's falling. And you're like, okay, yeah. I got to watch my foot placement now. <laughs> yeah, that section was like super technical. I don't know how long it took me to do that section, but I bet it was the longest three and a half miles of the whole course. It- it absolutely was, and that's what I, I remember talking to somebody and saying, you know, that felt like it was five or six miles just because of how long it took. Yeah, and then after but, that Spartan sled they had, man, that was a yeah. long incline after that. That really was, and it's funny because all the inclines, like, it, every 
every uphill after something like that, you're like, yep, this seems a lot longer than it probably should. <laughs> Did you see the bird? Like, right after you finished the Spartan sled, there was a bird yeah, the on the bird ground that was, with, it was covering, everybody. protecting <laughs> eggs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that bird. I was like, man, what is this bird doing on the ground just squawking at me? Squawking. No, it was a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. positive. <laughs> thought it was about to attack me or something. I thought that too, but I'm like, nope, nope. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So, so during the race, was there like any time you had like a doubt or a fear about finishing or anything? Um... No, my only fear or doubt came lap two when I was, I wanted to move a little bit faster, Yeah. but I was scared that I would lock up or, and fall and get hurt because I saw so many other people doing it, Right. that I slowed myself down. Right. Like, I, I, I was, my goal was 10 hours, and I, I didn't, I didn't get that, and mm. and that really bummed me out, And but once I hit 10 hours, I'm like, well, it's already come and gone, gotta just keep pushing, yep. and so that was really my biggest fear and then the doubt crept in and then like for three days after I had that like post-race depression of well I should have pushed faster I should have pushed myself and who cares if I got hurt <laughs> well I think you did pretty good I mean you finished in like 11 and a half hours and you got 18th yeah. place in elite that's pretty awesome especially yeah, for your first funny. ultra and your second Spartan race and how many <laughs> obstacles did you fail Oh, like seven. Like seven obstacles. Yeah, uh, yeah you kicked ass. <laughs> I mean, well, let's the, first, the first lap, everything was just so wet and slippery, and like the things that I was doing, yep. I was just sliding right off. Man, I got really lucky on Olympus the first time. I almost fell off of it the first time because it was a little, it was a little damp. But the second mm. time, it was dry as a board. I had no problems. I didn't even try it the second time. I said, you know what? I discovered also my arms, I have little T-Rex arms because I'm 5'2". <laughs> so I realized my wingspan is not very great. Right. So I I, I just was like, I'm gonna, I could, I'll am gonna, i just do burpees for this. I don't care. I'll, I'll try it another day when I'm not exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> so but, so what, what else did you fail besides, besides Olympus? So first time around I failed, um, I got two sections in on um twister and then i went to go look for the bell and i said oh no there's another section uh, yeah. <laughs> and i said nope no, i just don't have the energy so i, I took the penalty loop for that one so uh um, did you think yeah. it only had two sections coming up to it also i did yeah. i did too i talked to like several different people and they all thought well i it only had it, it looked like it only had two sections when you were approaching it because <laughs> You know, and I go backwards on it, so when I got to the end of the second section, I turned around to smack the bell, and it wasn't there, yeah. and I was like, shit, it is three section. got to keep going. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, I was just like, ah. I'm like, I'm done. That penalty loop looks really easy, so I just kind of, because that's kind of what I train on, is yep. what that penalty loop was, so I'm like, I'm just going to blow through that. Yeah, I heard, um, it, I heard it wasn't really that bad at Twister, but it was at the spear no. throw. Yeah, spear throw I heard was horrible. Someone um, told me they felt like it was a religious experience. <laughs> <laughs> so you made you but made they, the spear throw? I did. I made that both times. That's awesome. Yeah, I was stoked that I missed that at Fenway, but 
So I built one in my backyard so I could practice because I was like, I'm never missing this again. <laughs> Man, that's the only way you can get good at it. You have to practice it. I mean, there's no, yeah, well, I mean, I haven't exactly. met anybody that was able to just go in there and just has never missed one. No, because I used to play softball. So I was always, I was always, you follow through with your, your throw. Right. But with a spear, you can't follow through. You kind of got to let go halfway. Right. Or it'll just go down. <laughs> right. Um, and then monkey bars, I failed first time. They were soaked the first time going through. Exactly. My hand slipped. And, and again, because my arms, my little T-Rex arms, I have to swing my whole body. Right. And then go one hand at a time. Oh, wow. Like, That's a lot know, of time. So if I can around, I'm like, I don't care how dry they are. I'm not doing them today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll try them again next time. <laughs> um, and then Olympus both times. I failed the rig the first time because I, I, I slipped right off of that. Got it the second time. Rope climb, I failed the first time. I got 17 feet up, but I just fell. Oh, you fell? Yeah, I fell. I fell hard. I was like, oh, my hand just slipped, and I fell. I was like, nope, not trying that. They're like, you can try again. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm oh good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, you're right. Yeah. That was a long fall. I'm surprised you didn't get hurt. Yeah, me too. I'll take it, though. I didn't get yeah, hurt. Yeah, but you're so a cop, <laughs> so you're probably pretty tough, you know. No, I'm just stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> But then You're stubborn, but you didn't up, try it again. It. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's because I didn't want to fall again. I know my limits. <laughs> and you told me before. And you told me before the interview that you think you you uh, bruised a rib. That might have been where yeah, you I'd bruised the rib. rib. Well, that and and because I'm five too, and I, whenever I would throw myself over the walls, I would kind of like throw my whole body over, but then I would land right on top of the wall to get right. my legs over. Yep. So, I, did, I mean, we had 12 walls and between the hurdles and the overwalls. Yeah. and That's kind of the so, way I do it, too. I'll run up to it and kind of throw my hands off to the side and throw my torso over and kind of roll over it. That's kind of the way I do right. it, too. So, but I kind of land, like, chest first, so I couldn't breathe for three days. Ooh. I was saying before the interview, I, uh... I, today was my first day back at work. I had to call out because I'm a police officer. I can't go running after someone if I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. That's when you just let your partner do all the work. Uh, little town I work in, we don't have partners. No. Oh, well, that's when you just do traffic <laughs> duty all day. And <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, or you use your sick time. <laughs> so that means if you don't have a partner, that means that you don't have anybody to watch your back when you're taking a nap, right? Yeah. <laughs> And you don't sleep, He's a silly boy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I live in Tifton, and it's a small town. And I had a buddy that was a cop here, and he said that he, when he worked the night shift, you know, they work partners. And he said one one would stay awake while the other one slept in case the captain come by. <laughs> that's smart. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, we don't have partners. It doesn't work that way up here. <laughs> oh man, that's kind of scary. But you, I mean. It's, we, I work in a small enough town that there's always someone kind of close by. Right. And we're sandwiched between two large cities, so if something big did happen, we got enough backup coming that it's not a problem. Oh, cool. So, uh, so after you fell off of the rope climb, how, how are you mm-hmm. feeling coming into the drop bin area? Um, I felt a little angry at myself for falling off the rope, but <laughs> outside of that, I said, okay, I feel good. I need to just get back out there. So I spent a minute and a half in transition. Wow. That's, that was shorter time it. than I stayed in there. 
Really? I had to dump the rocks out of my shoes. I, I, I was tired of fighting it. I just couldn't do it. I got the rocks in my shoes at the dunk wall, yep. and I just couldn't fight it anymore. There were some in there. I, I had holes in my socks from running with the... Did you really? I did with running with the rocks in my shoes. Uh, that, and I had to leave a subliminal message on my buddy's bucket that was right beside mine. <laughs> That wasn't even a thought in my mind. All I did was spray sunscreen on me, grab two Uncrustables, down some um, some pre-workout, and off I went. Oh, wow. What pre-workout did you drink? I use Endurolite. Oh, yeah. I've heard about that. I heard that's really cool stuff. It's really good. I like it a lot. I was... it, it, like, I had, I've hadn't been using it too much because... It's it's a little bit pricier, but it's so yeah. good that I save it for my races. That stuff just gets me right back out there. Yeah, Jason, I, the first I'd ever heard about it is Jason Dupree was talking about it on his podcast, OCR Talk, mm-hmm. and it made me want to try it. And I went and looked at it, and I saw it was kind of pricey. But yeah. I, I still got some of that beet stuff I got to finish off first. So. Oh, the beet elite or whatever? Well, actually, I got, like, the cheap elite that you buy at Walmart. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has beets in it because I I tried that the beet the straight up beet stuff I couldn't stomach that, but this this isn't too like chalky. It's not too beety, like not too vegetable-y. It's it's a good flavor and it kind of, it goes down nice and smooth. Shoot, I I liked beet elite. I don't know if it's because it's just kind of sweet to me, but it's way better than the Walmart brand. The Walmart brand doesn't mix good at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the mixing component is a huge key. But it's like a third of the price, so and I was questionable on if Beat Elite really helped, and I wasn't gonna pay that much right. price if it didn't really, you know, live up to the name. <laughs> right, right, and and I had heard about Enduralita on. I want to say it was, uh, it was some, it was one of the podcasts about endurance racing, and you know, Matt Mossman, the uh, the owner. He used to work for, like, a big, like, supplement company, and he wanted something that he knew was good, that he could, you know, manufacture for a decent price, that actually had good quality ingredients in it. So yeah, that's like, what I've heard about it. it. I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. So, so, I'm a fan. Yeah. So, what was your, I mean, what was your drop bin strategy? Like, what did you have in your drop bin, you know? Did you change out camelbacks or, you know? Yep. I had a full camelback with the exact same stuff in my first camelback and then I had a full change of clothes and another set of shoes just in case and a small like medical kit and sunscreen. So you said you had your camelback locked and loaded. What what did you have in your camelback? So I had, um, it's a 1.5 liter bladder that I had filled with tailwind. Right. And then I had, um, salt chews and cramp crushers, which are like a, a gel chew. Yep. Which are like super salty and super electrolyte-y. Huh. Um, and that's all I have in my thing. Oh, and there were like headlamps I had in my camelback because that was required. Yeah. Um, and wipes because you never know. Right. You gotta have <laughs> but, wipes. Uh, yeah, you gotta have wipes. It's it it's funny. One girl came up and she's like, "Do you have any tissues?" And I was like, "Do you know how to blow a snot rocket?" <laughs> she's like, "That." She's like, that's gross. I'm like, I'm not letting you borrow my wipes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's funny. something you need to learn. <laughs> no, I don't have any wipes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wipes are for other reasons. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so it, I had 
you know, just the basics. But, like, I didn't have any, like, real food items in there because I didn't train that way. I didn't right. train to have food on me. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I mean, when I got to the drop bin area, I took one bite out of my peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it just seemed like I chewed and chewed and chewed and chewed. So I was like, nope, I'm not going to keep working on this. And then, like, right. later on, I had, like, one, I think I had a hammer nutrition, uh, like a granola bar or something, and it took me forever to eat that on the course. I just, most of the time, I don't have a problem with it, but I just couldn't eat this race. I was able to get down some some gummies, like some honey stinger mm-hmm. gummies, but that were that was about it. Yeah. Yeah, I had one Uncrustable, like, right it as I was walking out, and I had another one with me, and I took one bite of it, and I was like, I cannot eat anymore. I was like, who wants this Uncrustable? (laughs) Just gave it it to some random stranger. (laughs) Like, here you go, I only took a bite. (laughs) How crowded was the drop-in area when you got there? It wasn't bad. Um, I got in at five and a half hours. There there was only a couple people there, and most of them were dropping out. Really? Yeah. Wow. A lot of people were getting their bands cut. That's that's crazy, because that's like, you know, that's super early in the race to give up, you know? It, yeah, but uh, like I said, a lot of people seem to be having IT problems. Oh, well, I guess if you're having a bad IT issue and you don't want to, you know, risk okay. injury over, you know, training for one race, I get that because right. the first year my IT bands were killing me when I come into the drop-in area and I pushed through the second lap and, man, I it, it messed up my training for six months easily. Oh, I bet, yeah. I was so happy but. to not have any issues with that this year. Uh, and you, that's the best part is if you could start with nothing and you're good to go. Yeah, especially since I usually only run about 20 miles a week, <laughs> if that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad then, yeah, you're yeah. good. I was blessed. My, I mean, I'm a little sore in my hip still today, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've, I'm, I feel 100% better than I did the last time I did an ultra. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my legs are fine, my hips are fine, my back is pretty good. Right now, it's just my, my ribs and then my upper, like my, or my lower left shoulder is right. a little sore. But again, it's from throwing myself over the walls. I know exactly right. how I landed on it. So but, bes- besides, besides the rope climb, did you fall any other times on the trail? Um, on the trail, no. I did. Wow. <laughs> Doing Tyro Traverse, I uh, got to the bell. I hit the bell and I let my feet go to lay, to cut come down nice and gently but i let my feet and my hands go at the same time (laughs) and i landed on my back in my head (laughs) oh my gosh i'm a clutch i'm really really bad um and all i hear is oh call medical and i'm like for who somebody needs somebody needs to follow you with a camera (laughs) (laughs) they're like for you and i'm like no no, i'm good i'm like just shake it off i'm good Wow, you must be really tough. I probably would have like laid there for a couple of minutes before I got up. I think I was just, it's just the adrenaline. I was just like, all right, let's go. (laughs) The only other time I fell was dropping off my drop-in the day before. I slipped and fell in the mud. (laughs) (laughs) And then coming out of porta-potties when we were leaving, I slipped and fell in the mud again. (laughs) That's funny. You failed as many times in the festival as you did on the course. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of that, no, for whatever reason, the trails were good to me. Oh, that's awesome. I can't knock that. 
I know I fell about four times, I think. I, there was one time, you know, I put my foot on one of those metal pipes. It was, like, across the trail, and I was like, well, and I just thought nothing of it. And I, like, did a split on that thing almost. Uh, I just, yeah, those are the, the snowmaking pipes. And then I was like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were everywhere. I, you know, you kind of didn't think oh, yeah. much of them. Oh, yeah. And in all the snow, I was I was not happy about the snow. Yeah, it, it, but on the second lap, the snow wasn't bad because there was like little steps in it. True. Everywhere, so that wasn't as bad. I I know on the like the first lap, you know, you were like jumping over those trees that were crossing in front of you, and then like on the <laughs> second lap, you were like crawling over there, crawling over them like you were a grandmother or something. <laughs> Like granny well, you're a lot taller than me too, so like me, I had to crawl over them the first time anyway because I'm so short. <laughs> oh man, there wasn't no jumping over them on the second them. lap. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So, so what did you think about that sandbag carry when you walked up to it? Okay, so the first lap, I thought it was awesome. I was like, "This isn't that bad. This is this is easy. I could do this all day long." Second lap, <laughs> there were like. None in the bins anymore. Oh, no. Because people were just getting lazy and dropping them at the end. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's just laziness on people's parts. And I get that it's, you know, probably the open yeah. ways and they don't get it and the volunteers have to move it. I get that. But people who are trying to compete, that's hard. Yeah. I have no idea if I got a male or a female bag, first of all. Right. Second of all, it felt like it was about 500 pounds. <laughs> You probably and did get a man's. I think I did. And it wasn't evenly distributed. Like, I couldn't I couldn't get the weight to move oh, from one side worst. of it. Yeah, so it was a lot harder the second lap for me. I remember in Charlotte, they were super wet and muddy. And it was like you said, all the sand inside it would be shifted to one side. And yeah. I remember trying to carry one like that, and I was like, I'm not going to carry this the whole way through it. So I just threw it off my shoulder and banged it against a tree that had fallen just to equal it out so I could put it on my oh, shoulder. Right. I just wasn't going to deal with that, that whole walk. See, I knew if I stopped, it was going to be a while before I started again. And all the people were just sitting on the side and throwing it down. I was like, no, I got to keep just moving. I have to keep putting just one foot in front of the other. Yep. I don't care how slow I go. I just got to move. I know. I did. On the second lap, the first lap, I didn't wear a camelback. And on the second lap, I did wear a camelback. And I had, like, stuff on the shoulder straps. Like, mm. I had a battery to charge my strap on, to charge my watch on one strap. And then I had, like, a bottle that had, like, salt pills in it or electrolyte pills on the other strap. So when I put it on my shoulders, those things just dug into my shoulders. Oh, yeah. So, but, so one time, but as a matter of fact, my watch started to die about the bottom of the hill. So I took that time to throw the sandbag off and hook the battery up and put my, you know, my charging cord on it, so... I finished, oh, the, so that gave me a little bit of a break there, but yeah, man, that sandbag was, it was pretty brutal, and it definitely was yeah. brutal the second lap. Yeah, and I, I don't know, and then that hill after, I was just like, yep, I'm oh, going to die. <laughs> I, you know what, I think I dreaded that hill after the sandbag carry almost as much as I dreaded the sandbag. Yeah. It just it went on brutal. and on and on. Yeah, and you're like, all right, I'm at the top. Nope. Nope, not there yet. <laughs> yeah. 
And it was, so, and that's what was so bad too, is is because that was about the time, or it was probably a little bit earlier than that. But I started seeing a lot of ultra runners. I was starting to lap then, and I was just like, man, I would hate to be here at this time, uh-huh. knowing I still had to finish another lap. I mean, that would have just, whoo, that was oh, bad. I know. No, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, and then, like, it's funny because I remember reading Josh Fiore saying that he was thinking about doing three laps, and people would be like, yeah, let's do three laps. And most of the time, I remember thinking at that point, if I had to do three laps, I'd go insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been, that would have been, like, super rough. Because, of course, I think Josh finished in, like, six hours and something, so. He did. He finished an hour after I got to the drop in. <laughs> oh, wow. That's just, that's impressive. That's, that's, that's insane. I mean, I, I was losing most of my time on the downhills because I was trying to be conservative. I was using smaller steps and trying to save my IT bands because I didn't want the same thing to right. happen that happened last time. Yeah, I, I don't, I know I should have made better time in the second lap, but I didn't. So now I know what to push for next time. You still did great. You did really great. And there's no way you should beat yourself up for the way you did on this race. Okay, so my buddy Michael, um, he's been, I know he's run over probably about 50 Spartan races. And he finished like four minutes in front of you, and he only failed one obstacle. So. Yeah, so you don't need to beat yourself up. So, d- did well, you? I'm always hard on myself. So. Yeah, we're always our own worst critic, you know. Absolutely. So did did you even check to see what your time would have compared into age group? I did. You would have placed fourth place in your age group, which that's I know. that's awesome. And it's funny because I wanted to run age group. I had no intention of running elite, but age group was sold out. Oh, man. That's the only reason I ran H or Elite, but you know what? It is what it is. Well, it's a good um, thing you didn't because you really would have beat yourself up if you would have placed fourth <laughs> in age group. I know. But at the same time, I wonder if I would have pushed myself a little harder knowing where other people were. I think I would have paid more attention to position at that time. Right. Well, I mean, I ran Elite just because I wanted to be first out, less traffic, and, mm-hmm. you know, if something horrible happens, you're, you know, 30, 30 minutes ahead, you know. So, right. I mean, that was just, I was, you know, wanted to be safe and sorry, you know, because, <clears throat> but it, I'm kind of like in the same boat as you. If I would have ran age group, I would have placed first in mine. So Exactly. Yeah, but. It, it's, you know, and, and when you put out those stats for how it breaks down this year, it's just, it's impressive to see the numbers. Oh yeah, but I knew I was. This what that was my plan this year. I was gonna run some age group and some elite. So, but the main reason why I wanted to run elite is I wanted to just see if I could, you know, do like you said, get under ten hours so I could qualify for the, you know, the ultra championships right. in Iceland, which I can't afford to go to. But it's still kind of cool to say I qualified for it. Exactly, and that was my big thing. I just wanted to be able to say that I qualified. I did not, but yeah, yeah there's no <laughs> I way I could. wanted to be able to say that I could. I probably couldn't handle an ultra championship in Connecticut cold weather, so I know I can't handle Iceland's. 
Yeah, but you know what? It's funny because I remember watching. I was at the gym when that race was going on, and I was watching it live, and I was on the treadmill. And it was warmer in Iceland than it was in Connecticut at the time. That's insane. I don't see how y'all live up there in that crap. <laughs> it's horrible. Do not ever move to Connecticut. PSA for everyone, don't move here. You know, and I guess <laughs> when I think of Connecticut, I think of it, you know, not being as a really cold state. But I'm not from the north, so I don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, anything north of, like, the Mason-Dixon line is horrible. Oh, man. <laughs> Just the it's idea. A lot higher than you realize. It's in Pennsylvania. Just the idea of having to get out and shovel my car out of the snow so I can drive oh, to work. Yeah. Like, okay, I got to get up earlier to work before I go to work. No, I don't want nothing <laughs> to do with that. It's the worst. And then, and then you get to work, or if you get to work and it snows there, then you have to shovel your car out just to go home. Oh my gosh, that would be just the worst. It's horrible. <laughs> the snow, I mean, snow is pretty for a minute, but yeah, it but, loses its, uh-huh. its I'm sure, like, after you quickly. live in it for, like, a week, you're like, okay, I'm done with the snow. Yeah, exactly. I could handle about a week of it now, and then I'm like, I'm done. And I've lived here my yeah. whole 36 years. Well, I lived for four years up in New Hampshire, which so, is even worse. New Hampshire so, snow is even worse. Yeah, I live in Nat country. I'd rather deal with the gnats than deal with the snow. See, I don't know if I could deal with that. It's That's not that annoying. Bad. It's not that bad. Trust me. <laughs> it's not as bad as snow. Matter perspective. <laughs> like some people come from up north, or I mean, because the Nat line is like halfway up state of Georgia, so people will come down here and they'll be like, "I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. These bugs flying at my face." <laughs> yeah, we we have a bug service. They come out and spray the yard, so I don't have to deal with the bugs. <laughs> they they do it down here too, but it it don't get rid of the gnats. It, I was gonna say they don't nuts grow in like seven days or something, don't they? Yeah, there's actually like a small time company down here where they actually made what he calls a gnat hat, <laughs> and it's pretty much like this mesh screen. You know, it's like a screen bag that you just velcro over your head, <laughs> like a beekeeper hat. Yeah, but but it's pretty much just a bag. You know, it's like a. It's oh, kind, I guess great. it would be kind of like a mosquito net bag that just goes over your head it's called the gnat hat actually wear it i've never seen anybody wear it but i'm, <laughs> I'm sure people that hate gnats may yeah they used to have like commercials for it on tv <laughs> i hadn't seen it in a couple of years though oh that's fantastic <laughs> okay kate so what would you say was probably the best part of the race for you um hmm. honestly finishing Getting over that fire jump and getting through and then seeing the big storm coming and knowing I finished before the rain was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I mean. That that storm was no joke, but just finishing was such, it was such like a high. It was such an elated feeling. Oh, definitely. And And I hate that, you know, that storm come through and. I'm sure some people probably didn't mind being able to skirt the, you know, the last few obstacles or being pulled off right. the course. But man, I would have been, I would have wanted to finish my race. I would have wanted to Me, do right. all of my obstacles and finish my race. So right, like I redeemed myself on on the rig at the end because first lap I slipped right off on the on the bar. My hands just they, it was wet and I slipped. Second time through, I made it no problem. I bet like, you were pumped after you made it too. I was. I jumped off. I was screaming and yelling, and all these people were like, yeah! And I'm like, oh, there's people here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even see the spectators until, like, after. 
<laughs> there was a bunch of spectators to, through there too. Yeah, you just I got such tunnel vision, but you know, just finishing was like oh, it was awesome. Epic. And seeing all those people just have to kind of like bypass everything. Yeah. Like they made some people do burpees, and but then a lot of people are just walking right by. I, know. And I, was I like, saw it. I saw it. Well, so what would you say was the worst part about the race to you? Um, reali- realizing my limitations, like, and how much, as much as I trained and I thought my training was good, it wasn't. It wasn't what I needed it to be. So I, I need to train more specific to OCR, not just lifting and getting stronger. Right. You know, that, it, it was almost... I, I had a couple of days of, am I in the right sport? <laughs> am, I, am I really doing the right thing? Am I making the right choices here? Hey, did you have a fun um, time during the race and finishing the race? Oh, my race? God, I had such a great time. Then you're in the right sport. That's Don't ever yeah. doubt that again, you know? <laughs> it, you know, and it's funny because I described it to someone at work today, like like childbirth. I'm like, you know, you hate it when you're in it, but the, the minute you're done, you're like, I love it. I can't wait to go back, and I want to do it again, and I want to get better. Right. That's right. You always want to get better. So, I mean, it's just yeah. a progression and of betterness. Exactly. <laughs> so, I'll figure out how to overcome my limitations. There are other plenty of people that are my height that have my, you know, T-Rex arms that do it every day. Yeah, crush the limitations. Exactly. And that's, so that's my new goal. Maybe not a time goal next time, but how to not do 210 burpees. <laughs> Man, that's impressive that you did that many burpees. That would have just gassed my whole race if I had to do that. It's, that's amazing. Oh, so, it was a lot. <laughs> so, I had a good support system, though, the second lap. Like I, I, met, I met a guy coming right out of transition, and we just kind of stuck together the whole second lap. We, we pinky promised that we were going to stay together, and we did. And it kind of pushed both of us because there were times when we were both were like, this is horrible, we want to quit. And we're like, nope, got to keep going. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, he, was, he was good help. So how did you prepare, like, coming into this race? Like, what was your the your last, you know, what did you eat for dinner the night before, the breakfast the morning of? Did you take any supplements? Um, I take a lot of supplements every day. Right. I take a multivitamin. I take fish oil. I take calcium. Um, I take MSM instead of turmeric, which is basically the same thing. It's like an infl- inflammation pill. Right. Um... What else do I take? I think that's about it. It seems like a lot. There's like five pills for everything. Oh, and vitamin D. Um, but outside of that, the night before, I had a, <laughs> I guess I'm ridiculous, but I had a full-size pizza with meatball on it. That sounds delicious. And then delicious. the morning of, I had a protein bar, and that was it. So, like, we were staying at the Ramada in Rockaway, and there's mm-hmm. this awesome little, I don't know if it's a local diner or a local chain, but it's called the Red Hut Diner. And I love that place. I think I ate there like two times this time. And I, last year we were here, I ate there twice also. So I went in there and they have like this little display case that has all these different cakes and cookies in it. <laughs> and like before I ordered, I said, bring me a piece of carrot cake before I order. So I ate a piece of carrot cake before I even ate my meal. That's fantastic. And then I ate like this huge stack of pancakes that had bananas in it and like pecans. And I probably used like a half a bottle of like regular syrup on it. So I was like totally glucosed and ready to go the next morning. (laughs) Yeah, see, when um, last summer I started 
kind of mountain climbing with a buddy of mine from high school. And before we would ever, before we would go out, I would, we would always go and get pizza just so we would have enough, you know, fat and carbs in our system to last us a day or two, depending on how long we were going to be out. So that's just kind of become my, my Friday night habit of I'll eat a big old pizza to myself and that'll kind of get me through, I know, two days. I know that'll sustain me for two days if I don't have time to eat too much else. Me and a buddy at work, we, uh. Last June, it was June the 30th, we decided, we, we made a bet that we would go a year without pizza. And that's anything that has pizza in the title. So, wow. a calzone is still on the table, but if somebody says, well, that's the same thing as a pizza, no, it's not. Because no, I will eat not. a pizza over a calzone any day of the week. So, <laughs> we've been like... So we've been going this long and like it's getting, we got like maybe two more months before I can eat pizza again, so. Oh, that's so impressive. I could not do that. It's It's been pretty, it's been pretty rough. I, I don't know why, but I've been eating a lot more hot wings. I don't know if, I don't know if it's that same, <laughs> I don't, I'm just, okay, I'll just eat hot wings instead. I don't know why, but. It just kind of fills the void. Yeah, so, but here's the thing. So if one of us, and it's just pretty much honor, so it's just. Mm. If one of us, you know, eats pizza before the bet is over, we have to take the other person to Longhorn to buy them a steak dinner. <laughs> oh, there you go. I so, like that. So if we both go to the end of the day, you know, the end of the day without yeah. eating pizza, so neither one of us fails the challenge, we're just going to go somewhere and pig out on pizza. <laughs> Absolutely. You have Absolutely. To at that point. Man, I'm really starting to crave it, too. <laughs> And it's funny because for the most part during the week, I eat a very low carb diet. But, Me too. You know, before yeah, before my runs, that's that's what I need. That's really the only thing I eat. And like I said, I'll eat a protein bar in the morning of a run, just because I don't want to put too much else in my system because yeah. my system's not used to it. Right. That's just how I've always eaten. I mean, it's worked for me so far, except for you know that cramp at mile five. But what yeah. are you gonna do? So, what was your post race meal? Um, a big old cheeseburger, French fries, and Dairy Queen. <laughs> oh, did you get a blizzard at Dairy Queen? I did. What flavor did you get? It was one of like their their monthly specials. It was like the top one on the list. I didn't even care. It was like Jurassic something Ooh, with peanut butter. Yeah, that's a good one. I've had that one. That yeah, was really good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> But I ate like half the burger and I was like, all right, I can't eat it anymore. I ate half the fries. I was like, all right, I can't eat it anymore. And then I ate the blizzard so slowly. It was like drinking a milkshake by the end. Oh my God. So you didn't eat all the food and you just threw it out? Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Man, that's food. That's food <laughs> abuse. You should be ashamed. <laughs> I also drove home that night too. Oh, so wow. I drove back to, it's like an hour and a half away. So it wasn't that bad. You but were probably lethargic I, on the way home. I, yeah, I was starting to fade. But I feel like even now, we're on Wednesday, and I'm not really eating right still. Like, my body, my system's just not 100% yet. Yeah, mine either. And, like, I think last night was probably the first night I really got some good sleep. And I still woke up a few times. Well, my daughter, was, my six-year-old was up with nightmares all night last night, so I did not sleep well last night. Yay! I'm hope- <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping tonight is the night I actually sleep. 
See, that's when you get one like one of those air purif purifier things and you just turn it wide open and it'll drown all that noise out. <laughs> oh, I know. The problem is, like, my husband has gotten up and gotten her and he's, she's like, but I want mommy. And I'm like, why? Why do, why do you want mommy now? Mommy wants to sleep. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everybody. I don't do that. <laughs> I, I still said, why do you want mommy? <laughs> I want to lay in bed with you, mommy. Oh, yeah, I did. I had to get up and go to her room because I'm, I'm mean. I don't let my kids in my bed. I don't I do not do that because my bed is my space. Yeah, my girlfriend's so like, the same right. way. If they come to the bed and want to get in the bed with us, she takes them back to their room. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So I, I went back to my daughter's room and I'm like, all right, I'll lay with you for like five seconds. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you got five seconds. And she's like, okay. I'm like, you count. Yeah. And I fall asleep for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, don't make me pull out my mace. <laughs> I need to go back to sleep. I'm like, I had 20 more minutes. Let me just sleep. <laughs> I was just joking, everybody. I don't mace kids. Nah, you don't do that. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Benadryl, on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kate. So, so what obstacle do you dread the most? Um, probably Olympus. Olympus, man, that's, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of me right now too. If that thing's wet, I'm like, am I gonna make There's, it today? You know, right? I, like, and and even when it was dry, I looked at it and I was like, ah, no, those burpees look way more entertaining right now. Man, some and of these burpees these, should never look entertaining. Yeah, some people don't have any problems with it at all, and I don't know if it's maybe just my arm strength just didn't good enough to just hold me up while my body dangles from it. I don't know. I just, I have problems with that one. I'm working on I it. I just can't get my arms across. Like, I can't figure out the arm movement. So I just, I need to practice it is what it comes down to. Yeah. But it's not like I have anywhere to practice that. Yeah. But I tell you what, just, if you can ever make it to an open house, I know you, if you went to this one, Olympus was way up in the mountains. So, but right. anytime you go to an open house, that's a good time to practice that one. Absolutely, yeah. So I think my next my next Spartan race is Boston Super. So oh, cool. Hopefully they'll have it there. I can actually practice it. Cool. We'll see. In Boston. Boston. I think it's actually a bear, which isn't actually like Western Mass. And Boston right. people do not consider that Boston. Yeah. That's well, like that's Dragon Country. Yeah, well, most of the Spartan races, they say, oh, it's uh, going to be in Las Vegas, and it's really in Arizona, you know. Right, exactly. I remember so. the, one of the first years they had the Jacksonville, Florida Super. It was actually closer to Daytona than it was to Jacksonville. Was it really? Yes. That's a huge difference. Oh, yeah, because I, stay, I stayed in Daytona because it was closer. I have a timeshare, and I stayed in Daytona, and it was 20-minute drive. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, we, when we go to Florida, we drive down, so I, I know how far apart that is. Yeah, but this year, they changed the venue, so it, this year actually was, you know, close to Jacksonville. So. Yeah, I think, so where is... So, like, the first year, they called it the Jacksonville... It was called the Jacksonville Super. Then the next year, they changed it to the North Florida Super, <laughs> which made better sense. Yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, this one is in there, which is, like... Central Mass, but like Northern Central Mass, so it's really like an hour, hour and a half away from Boston, hour, hour and a half. So either way, if it was in Boston or there, it's two and a half hours for me. Oh, so wow. 
doesn't really matter. So, what was your favorite obstacle? Um, probably Bender, actually, because I'd never tried it, and I'd never seen it. And then looking at it, it looked very intimidating to me since I am so little. <laughs> but then I got there, and I'm like, this thing's actually a lot of fun. So, here's the thing. So, if that was your first time seeing Bender, most of the time, it's not that hard. They The mats for Bender... I, I don't think that the mats were in the right location because most of the time there's a mat right up under it to where you just jump straight up and grab the bar. And then when you crawl over the other side and let go, you fall onto the mat. So, yeah, that's what everyone kept saying. And then the, I'm like, oh, I'm like, it seemed fine to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know any better. It was like when you jumped up and grabbed that bottom bar, it's like you swung out. <laughs> before you could like start climbing up the bar so yeah i had to drop down off the mat before i could jump back up to get onto the bar so that was probably the hardest bender i i ever did you know just because of the location of the mats and sometimes they'll actually even have like a hay bales underneath it too really yeah huh. that seems like it would be way too easy then but yeah it was definitely a little more exciting this time yeah, I like that a lot because, like I said, I had never. It's my second race in the stadium race. They don't have any of that stuff. There. Oh yeah, and the stadium's so different in comparison. Oh yeah, I've never done a stadium like, race, but rope. that's what I understand. There's just a big difference. Yeah, stadium race is much more like TMX. Yeah, but I had I I, don't know, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> so. What was probably the craziest or funniest thing that happened during the race? Hmm. Besides you falling off of the rope. I was going to say, me <laughs> falling was always, you know, kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was fun I, I after you were able to get up and walk away from it. <laughs> no, but I think me falling off a tyro was hysterical because everyone was like freaking out. And I'm like, why? What's wrong? Who's hurt? <laughs> Yeah. But everyone's like, look, staring at me. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I know when I had my camel back on, I felt like I was, I was like, I wonder if I'm about to touch the ground with my camel back on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's funny because I'm like, I'm like, well, how far did I fall? And they're like, well, it was like four feet. I'm like, oh, oh I'm man. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> crazy i bet it i bet it knocked the breath out of you um i honestly don't even remember <laughs> i think i was just so pumped on adrenaline and i was like all right let's keep going it would have sucked if it would have busted your bladder and your camel camelback oh that would have stunk actually you know what really <laughs> being a bladders is the second buck you carry like coming out of transition i had to pee so bad so I was like, no 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 i gotta keep going i gotta keep going i gotta keep going but then we get to the second bucket carry, and I still hadn't run into the woods anywhere to pee. Right. And so it was, it was so much harder doing that bucket carry and having to go to the bathroom. Oh, I bet. So finally, I get to spirit. I'm like, forget it. I gotta. I have to pee. And so I go into the woods to pee, and three mountain bikers come sailing down as I'm in the woods. I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Here's, 
scares me. <laughs> I think I only peed one time, and it was like right after I finished the wall. I just walked over to a tree and just peed, and everybody was walking by. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because Z wall, the second lap around, they're like ultra lane over here, and I'm like, I don't like that one. I'm like, that one's too wide. I can't. I want to do this one over here. They're like, nope, ultra lane over here. Oh, that's the second that's time crazy. Around, I fell off of that. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, because and I'm, like, I can't, I'm like, I know I can't do that one. That one is too wide because those are the stadium walls. That's those right. Those are the regular walls. Because there was one like right in the middle, and it was the only mm-hmm. one that looked like it was level. Yeah, and when we went, that I did, that I picked the first time around, and I had no problem with it. And we went through there. They weren't, they weren't doing that. Yeah, second lap. They're like, "Ultra's over here," and I'm like, "Nope, I want this one." They're like, "No, you got to come over here." And I was like, "All right." I did, but I mean, who is he to make you do that? You, I mean, you could have just as easily said, "Well, I'm going to do this one over here. You do whatever you want to, pal." Yeah, well, I don't want to get disqualified <laughs> or anything. I figure if he was like, you know, the the horse marshal, I didn't want to. I, I, I did get a penalty assessed at some point. I must have done two burpees wrong because I got a minute penalty assessed somewhere along the line. <sighs> Well, I doubt they had. I, I wonder if I doubt they even had a camera at Z Wall. No, not Z Wall, but at one of the burpee stations, they must have noticed that my my burpees weren't good enough or something. It was probably at Olympus. Or... It was probably at Olympus the first time you went through. Maybe because I think they. I know I saw a camera there. I think they had a camera there at Monkey Bars and probably the rig, rope rig and rope climb. Yeah. Those are the four that I remember seeing. But only on the first lap. Second lap, I didn't see him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so I, I, I didn't like, pay I'm not going to risk getting disqualified. If he tells me I got to go here, I got to go here. Right. Well, I don't blame you. But And a lot of people were falling off. All these people were like, I don't, I didn't want this lane. I'm like, eh, me either. But yeah, it's where we got to go. <laughs> well, Kate, I'm about all out of questions. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I really appreciate the time, Scott. It's been a fun talk. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I always enjoy talking Spartan racing to people out there. And thanks for reaching out, too. You know, I really oh, appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. I heard, you know, I got to tell you, I heard, I heard that, that Southern Drawls walking through <laughs> the drop-ins. I'm like, I know that voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, that happened a couple of times over, over this race. They come up to me and said, hey, you're Scott, aren't you? I was like, yeah, I listen to your hey. show. There's not too many people up here that talk like you. No. It's very identifiable, but it's it's fun. It's a fun accent. I kind of enjoy it. Yeah, I had a, I ran into a couple of girls that ran up there. She's like, I sure do like your accent. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, up here, the accents are all New York and New Jersey, and ugh, it's just and, and the, <sighs> the Boston accent. Between the three yeah. of them, it's oh. See, down here in the south, it's just every guy talks like this. Up there in the north, I probably sound a little more sexy, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) See, there you go. You got something going for you when you come up north. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, Kate, I want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, it's been fun. We'll talk to you later, Kate. Absolutely. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Kate again for taking the time to uh, talk to us. Uh, if you heard me uh, sniffing a lot during the interview, I apologize. I'm still trying to get over this uh, sinus infection that I have. I was coughing, probably heard me coughing during the race on Saturday. Um, 
I want to commend everybody that took on this course this past weekend. It was a hard course. And uh, if you're one of the few that left your sandbag at the bottom of the hill, shame on you because you just created work for the volunteers. And that was a long climb back up that hill. Um, if you did not get your buckle this year or you didn't complete the ultra, uh, it's okay, you know. Just strive harder next year, you know. If you make it one foot further next year, that's great. Just don't give up. You'll get it one day. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. If you got any ideas or got a story to tell, hit me up. Uh, I think my next race is Asheville, which is kind of a bummer. I may go to Palmerton. Not sure yet. Got to pay for this past race here first. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. You can tell me how bad I suck at this. I don't care. Uh, we'll see you at the next race. Peace.